I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. We've got a very introspective show today. This isn't going to be listy. We're not taking turns. We're just diving in. We're gonna we're gonna di- dive deep into the psychology of why nerds are nerds about the things that they're nerds about. We're gonna get deep into the nerddom of nerds. Have I said nerd enough lately? But to do that, we're gonna call in some experts. So first of all, let me introduce. The man who keeps the nerd in the Todd Nerdy Toomey Network. He's here to learn you something, whether you want to or not. Ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott on the bridge. So, I love words. Uh, And I love learning new words. Anytime I hear a word that I I don't know what they are. Um, I just, I love it. I, I go, I look them up, I dive into why they're that and everything. And one just popped up here recently for me. Um, I love lamp. I, I love lamp. I love lamp. Lamp is in the, the, the things that produce light. I love lamp. Okay. You're just saying things that you love, Brick. I, I love lightsabers. That we know. Things that you love, Brick. I, I, I love aliens action figures from the 90s. I'm... I'm so confused right now. No, I'm not just looking around the room and naming things I love, Jay. I, I love Joe Bob Briggs books. <laughs> are you now really? Are you just looking around your room and naming things that you no, love? No, I am not. I love Mjolnir's. I I, I love, love Lamp. Shrines to Green Arrow. No, go ahead, Scott. I killed a guy with a trident. <laughs> yeah. You should probably lay low for a little while there. <laughs> anyway. So uh, a word just popped up here recently in my searches and travels and everything that I had not heard before. It's called ovophobia. Now, obviously, when you break this down into its to its root, its roots, you've got phobia. Everybody knows what the root for phobia is, right? Mm-hmm. What phobia? Yep. Right? What does it mean? Phoebe, Phobos, the moon of Saturn. Um, actually, Phobos is the moon. It, it's not a moon of Saturn. I think it's I think it's Mars. Actually, you know, you were so close on Phobos. Yeah, Phobos. Uh, yep. Yeah, but and, and it does share share a root with phobia in the Latin. Um, 
but it, it's it, it it's basically fear of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 acrophobia, fear of heights, um, claustrophobia, fear of enclosed space spaces, clythrophobia, fear of uh, 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 not being able to get out. Um, Arachnophobia, also movies from the eighties. Arachnophobia. Um, Ooh, my I'm... favorite. My favorite phobia, agoraphobia, the fear of deep water. Is that agoraphobia? That's not agoraphobia. Isn't it? Agoraphobia is fear of the outdoors. Yeah. Because there's an amazing album from Rick Moranis called The Agoraphobic Cowboy. I think agoraphobia is uh, fear of wide open spaces. Uh, agoraphobia. I'm looking at um, ex- uh, entering open or crowded spaces of leaving one's own home. So yeah, outdoors. Yeah, I just looked it up yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so fear. Of, what did you say it was? Fear of water. Uh, hold on. Oh, so th- uh, thalassophobia. What is what? Fear of uh, deep water. T h a l a s s o p o p h o b i a. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. lassophobia is an intense Thalassophobia. fear of large bodies of water. Yes. Okay. That that's that one I didn't know. I've never heard that one before. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, going back to the one that I'd heard recently, ovophobia. I didn't realize was was one. Uh, oh, excuse me. Here recently, and, and it makes sense to me. Uh, because here recently I made a joke that I I was wanting some eggs for breakfast, and so I I had but I I usually refer to because I try to do things as nerdy as I can. Uh, I referred to them as chicken ovums. Okay, so ovophobia is uh, it's not a common phobia, but it is a fear of eggs. Okay, edible um, egg. The incredible edible egg, amongst other eggs. Okay, mm. um, but uh, you know, often people suffering from this phobia, they don't really recall how the excessive fear began. Uh, they can't pinpoint a time the phobia manifested. They just recall experiencing fear symptoms. Uh, uh, how old it, were you when you first saw the movie Alien? <laughs> what to show us on the doll where the egg? Egg touch. Um, <laughs> it was right here on the face. It got me on the so, face. Um, so eggs alone, of course, pose no danger or threat, but those with this phobia uh, may have an unreasonable or overwhelming dislike of eggs, which provokes avoidance and anxiety. Like if you try to feed them eggs, they're like, no. If you come out them with an egg or an egg shape, they just they revolt. They're like, no. And just it, it's just an increased anxiety, you know. They don't think the egg's going to attack them. They just they just get this heightened sense of anxiety uh, and stuff, which I found very interesting. Uh, and, and oh man, well, I bet I, I bet people that suffer from this just shit their pants in that Ghostbusters scene where the eggs start popping on the. Uh, that's probably yeah. They're probably not a big fan of that scene. They don't like it when the eggs just start bursting, you know, <laughs> on their own. I I agree. Uh, however, uh, what brought this to my attention? was somebody that popped up on my feed that was uh, an ovophobe. They were very uh, ovophobic. And that was Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. Uh, and, 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 and in 
he actually he actually talked about it in a in a 1963 uh, interview quote saying quote I'm frightened of eggs worse than frightened and you can you can hear him saying this and this I'm I'm worse than frightened they revolt me yeah I can't do a good Alfred Hitchcock but yeah he said uh, that white round thing without any holes and when you break it inside there's a yellow thing round without any hole blood is jolly red but egg yolk is yellow revolting i've never tasted it hated eggs <clears throat> did he ever look at the shape of his own bald head in the mirror it's very egg-like did he avoid mirrors I, I don't think so okay well that's crazy Ovophobia. Ovophobia. Well, there you go, kids. Tuck that away for the, the f- next trivia night. <clears throat> Ovophobia, the fear of ovals. Like you don't even like me anymore, Jay. I don't know what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you for that, Scott. We, we've all learned something. Ovophobia, the fear of oboes. <clears throat> All right, that annoying voice that keeps trying to make dad jokes, ladies and gentlemen, joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps even via the DeLorean, it's the Doc. 1993, Monica Sellis, a tennis player, was playing playing tennis, I think it was in Wimbledon, at Wimbledon, one of the... I think four majors, three majors that tennis plays in is Wimbledon, the French Open, U.S. Open, and Australian Open. Yeah, so one of four. Um, Where she was stabbed in the back by a five-inch knife between the shoulder blades by 38-year-old lathe operator Gunter Parch. Uh, And they say that the... Stabbing was not motivated by politics. It was because Parch Parche, it's P-A-R-C-H-E. I don't, I'm not sure how to say his last name, but the first name is definitely Gunter. Uh, he was a Steffi Graf fan. So he ran out onto the court and stabbed Monica Sellis in the back uh, because he was a fan of Steffi Graf. So... I just thought I'd share that piece of information with you guys. That's a really long quote. What movie is that from? <laughs> I mean, because we were talking about fan, like being fans of things. I just thought, oh, are we talk about how crazy fans are and that a crazy fan of one person stabbed a complete stranger who just happened to be playing the same sport in the back because just because. So. All right. Well, with that, uh, Scott, I'm gonna let you cue this up because this is your 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 sort of fascination uh, as <laughs> what led to to this this topic and, and what we're gonna expound upon. So, would you care to tee us up? Well, so uh, th- th- this, yes, it is a little bit my fascination, but it it, it stems from an, a a greater fascination. Okay. So we were discussing. We were we were all playing on PlayStation one day, and we were I forget what what brought it up. I think it was 
there was one of those sports ball things that was getting ready to happen here soon or something, right? One of those things where you it was know the NFL playoffs. Yeah, the 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 uh, the FNNL playoffs and stuff. Yeah, the off plays, the FNNL play off off plays. Yeah. No, um, and and Jay, you were wanting to go watch because uh, the 49ers playing, right? Yes. Yeah, they're the San Francisco 49ers, right? Correct. Correct. And you live in Iowa, right? Correct. Cool. And this is something, this is like a subgenre of things that fascinate me. First of all, I'm fascinated by why anybody does anything. Um, but, but it's particularly fascinating to me when it comes to sports fandoms and such. Um, and you love the 49ers, right? You're, 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 I do. You do. You love the 49 Like you, when you're watching a game, you have an emotional connection to that game, right? Yes. Megan would say that I get a little too into it. You get too into it. So my yeah. question was to you when you were talking about this is why? They're from San Francisco. If it was yeah. the Iowa 49ers or, you know, whatever, then, okay, it's it's a local team. I could kind of get that. Because you, there has to be, there is an underlying reason why people are emotionally connected to these things. Because I have no emotional ties to any real sports team that I'm aware of. Like, I watch a sports team, and I'm like, okay, cool. Am I rooting for this guy? Okay, I'll root for them. But, like, if they lose, I'm, I don't feel sad. I don't, I don't yell at the screen, or the screen and stuff like that. I don't. Now, for movies, yeah, I'll yell at the screen all day long. I guess I don't get as intense as other people. Like, I don't yell at the screen. I've seen people, like, punch their TVs. I just get bummed. Like, I I just, like, dang it. Because I want my team to do well, the team that I support. So, But but the question question becomes is, why that team? Like, it's not arbitrary. There has to be. There has to be. Some underlying reason. Well, it was arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not. It was. Nope. It's not. <laughs> Same with the Braves. Nope. Go ahead. <laughs> like, like, why? Why, why the 49ers? Uh, well, when I started watching sports and following it on a regular basis, I was probably like seven or eight years old. Yep. Um, and... I don't know I took to the I took to sports because like everybody else liked sports. My dad liked sports, so I was like, I'll give the sports thing a try. So I would watch football games with him and stuff. And of course, you want to watch a team and support a team that's good because if they're a bad team, it's not as interesting to watch. Well, okay, not always as interesting to watch. Sometimes it's still fun to watch a bad team play. But uh, I was like, well, this here 49ers team, they're pretty darn good. And I kind of liked the, their outfits, and they uh, they were a good team in the early 90s. Well, late 80s, early 90s. Okay. And then, yeah. So so here's the thing, and th- this, is, this, this brings me back a little bit to my point. People do not do anything for no reason. There is always a logic to it and a decision-making process. Now, whether that logic is actually grounded in reality, like if it it actually makes sense or not, is irrelevant. But there is always a decision-making process. 
if the logic is flawed, it doesn't matter. There is still a logic to it. There is still a motive. So you, your your dad likes sports, right? Yeah. I'm assuming your older brothers like sports with your dad. They would watch and stuff. Yeah, Chris more than Brian. Chris, yeah, but still. But still, there was that influence. The influence existed. Because when you made the statement there uh, about watching sports, you said, you know, they. You know, they seem to like this sports stuff. I'll give it a try. Because subconsciously, your younger self saw your your older brother and your dad liking something. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I will give it a try. And you picked the 49ers because, like you said, at the time, they were a pretty good team. So you picked a good team yeah. and you liked it. So the decision was not arbitrary. It they, was were also, based... uh, they were also the team that played the Cowboys the most, which is Chris's favorite team. So. Yeah, and so there you have. You have sibling rivalry. Like your, 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 your brother liked the Cowboys, so... I'm going to pick somebody. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the rivalry. I'm going to pick the other side. So there's a lot of factors here that are, that are doing this. So when you're watching the 49ers today, the emotional response that you're having, in my opinion, is not to the team. It's to these underlying connections that have been formed. Well, I don't want to disagree completely. All right. Um, But I think the emotional connection that I have, well, right away. Yes. But now it's I've been a fan of the team for so long. That's the connection. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like, I, I, I get that. Yeah, you've been a fan of the team for a number of years now, so you're you're yeah. invested. Yeah, but originally when I started watching, yes, it was like try to irk my brother because you wanted the 49ers to do good and the Cowboys to do bad because he's your brother and like you're only you're less than a year apart and you fight all the time. So yeah. 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 You want to do good because it's like, Haha, they beat the Cowboys. Yeah. So, it's, but, you but, know. But, yeah, but that's where that core comes from. Because people don't do anything for no reason. There has to be some sort of underlying factor that establishes those emotional connections. And, and, and that fascinates me. You know, and usually uh, if I see somebody doing something, I'll ask, you know, what what the hell are you doing that for? Not because, you know, I don't, it, it's because the, the the reasons aren't abundantly clear to me. And actually, I know we're, we're coming into this, you know, without, we're just sort of winging it, no prep type stuff. But John will agree with me on this. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, we're going to talk about this this week. And then I was like, why? Why am I such a huge movie nerd like now? And I was trying to figure out. I'm like, I wonder what it was. And honestly, all directions point back to one thing. And John, I think, knows what I'm going to say. Maybe. Boobs? Uh, No. In my parents' basement. In, like, a back room by, like, where the water heater was, was a giant bookcase. I mean, giant bookcase. And on that bookcase was nothing but VHS tapes. Like okay. VHS movies. So I had literally nothing to do than watch the entire collection. Okay. So let's let's jump into this. Let's let's make the transition from the from the sports 
team. You don't want to spend any more time on sports? Oh, we can't. Yeah, John yeah. wants no, to no, tell no, why no, he's no, such no, a. Sorry. Yeah, John wants to talk about why he's such a fan of such a trash. I mean, good team. See, now that's what, not was, the, what was the 49ers record this year? <laughs> It's not how, many, how many playoff games did the Vikings win this year? No, 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 hang on, hang on. Wait, wait. This is a safe space. Wow. <laughs> Y'all won one more than we did. And they got your asses handed to you. At least what was the final score in that game? At least it wasn't to the Giants. Yeah, it's easy to beat a team that doesn't have a quarterback, John. Okay. Just okay. ask anybody okay. who played the Vikings. Okay. Oh. oh, yeah. Ask okay. any of those 13 teams we destroyed Ooh. during the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. Destroyed. You guys got lucky. You didn't destroy. Anybody. Win's a win, buddy. Win's a win. <laughs> wow. That's funny. So um, <laughs> uh, I, I love it that you all are going back and forth mm-hmm. like this. It just kills me. Because... I also don't know where Jay is coming from with this. Like, oh, the Vikings are such a like. He's just trying to get me riled up. Here's the thing. I'm a Vikings fan. You can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like he's, he seems like he's being pretty effective. Because so. <laughs> here's the thing. We as Vikings fans accepted a long time ago that we're always going to find a way to screw the pooch. Okay. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's the the team itself or some cosmic thing like the year the roof of our stadium collapsed because because snow. Uh, the stadium in Minnesota wasn't built for snow. Not our new the... stadium. <laughs> our new stadium is very nice. But you know, so so that's the thing. We will always find a way. To shoot ourselves so, yeah. in the foot. Okay, like so, the time so, they were yeah. there. Oh, sorry. Well, that's okay. Uh, so, uh, Obi John, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sensing that you might be, and correct me if I'm wrong here, a Vikings fan. I try to keep it very subtle. You know, okay. I don't like to make it a big deal. Yeah, uh, and and yes, the, the, the <clears throat> I, I have an emotional attachment to the team. Okay. I'm from Minnesota. Okay. And like I, every time someone tries to give me shit when they see me, like, oh, you're wearing a Vikings hat. Oh, what'd you do to become a Vikings fan? Like I'm was born there. You don't get a choice. Uh, that, that's what kind of my go to that, that self-deprecating Al Bundy kind of, <laughs> I was born into it. Um, yeah. Which is also kind of my way to think, <laughs> fuck off. Um, Cause people, <laughs> they, they never, they never come up and tell you like this year we were having a great season. They never come up and say, wow, what a great season you guys are having. It's always, Oh, Vikings fan, huh? It's like, oh, really? What are you a fan of? Like, fuck off. Because, <laughs> no, no, no offense to Vikings fans. I know plenty of Vikings fans. And yes, they did have a wonderful year. But the Vikings have always sort of been like one of the punchlines of the NFL. Like, they're just, I don't know. I, I feel bad for them. Everyone they're, gives them shit. And, and we're not even, by far, not even the worst team in the NFL. No. No. Yeah, and, and that's fine. But why the Vikings? Other than okay. is, there, is there any other reason other yeah, than you so, were born? so yeah, so so I was okay. Well look that it, it all stems from that. So yeah, born in Minnesota, parents okay. from Minnesota, family from Minnesota, except for one uncle and cousin who we don't talk to anymore. That's not true. <laughs> we we talked to them. Uh they flipped, they became Packers fans. Um yeah, we don't we don't talk to them anymore. Uh but no, like so that growing up. It wasn't just my dad who was a, a Vikings fan. It was the entire extended family is a Vikings fan. And, and, yeah. and we went every year for Christmas, we'd go home to Minnesota. We'd be in the heart of Viking country. And like, so to me, the team is associated with that. Yes, yeah, a, a sense of home and family. 
Yes, when when I got to the first time I got to go to U.S. Bank Stadium with my mom, I literally put a post up and it's like, well, I'm home because like that's what I feel like yeah. going to U.S. Bank Stadium. It's like, oh hey, we're home. Yeah, uh, not just because it's the home stadium, but like we're home. So yeah, so I, I have that ingrained in me. Uh, when I found out Whitney was a Packers fan, we we decided not to tell my grandma until <laughs> she'd been around in the picture for a few years. That's a true story, by the way. <laughs> I believe we were about to get engaged when we finally told my grandma she's she knew she wasn't a Vikings fan. She just didn't know she was a Packers fan because she wasn't yeah. on grandma wasn't on social media then. Ah. But, uh, yeah, that's and one that's... of Wendy's favorite stories. Is is she? We were talking one Sunday and and uh, she asked me, you know, football was on, and she's like, "Oh, what's your team?" I was like, "Vikings." And then we started talking about because the Packers were playing that day, and I went on a huge rant about how I hate the Packers because. Your love as, uh, of a, as a Viking fan, your love for the Vikings is rivaled only by your hatred for the Packers. Come to hand in hand. So I went on this big rant about it. And then I finally showed up. I was like, sorry, babe. I've been talking for a while. Well, what's, what's your favorite team? She goes, the Packers. I'm like, oh, ha, ha, funny. That's cute. Ha, ha, no, what's your team? She goes, no, the, the, the Packers. And I just hung up the phone. <laughs> I called back, but... <laughs> Wow. It was like, yeah, I had to do some soul searching. I was like, uh, I mean, she's cute and all, but the Packers fan? Wow. And then more to your first point, she's born and raised in Loretta, Kentucky, and how do you become a Green Bay fan in Kentucky? That That is an interesting, yeah, I, I agree. But but also, yeah. just, just so transitioning off of that, yes. with the sports thing, I'm, I'm from lebanon kentucky which as far as i know both lebanon and loretto are are both in marion county i'm pretty sure loretto is in marion county. i don't know but, enough to argue with you lebanon is the county seat i think loretto is still in the county um, um but anyway we really don't have any like local like pro teams here to kentucky that i'm aware of yeah uh, it's a college town it's a college town or a college state I state yeah yeah um, and so everybody loves, you know, UK basketball. It's UK basketball territory, uh, or U of L, or U of L. There's a big rivalry there, and and I grew I grew up in the heart of this, and I don't give two shits about either of them. I don't. I really don't uh, at all. I don't care. Um, Scott, you are correct. It is in Marion County. It is in Marion County. Okay. I, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. Um, That's what I did. I figured I figured you weren't, you know, versed in um, uh, 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 Kentucky geography. Um, but when it comes to sports teams, and, and I don't want to make the whole show about sports teams, but this kind of is at the crux of why we're discussing this. Um, when it comes to sports teams, like right now, my 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 fandoms, right, uh, for sports teams are the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Notre Dame football and uh, uh, Navy football, the Naval Academy. Okay. Okay. Um, two of those I married into. Uh, and speaking of which, as soon as I said that, my wife walked around the corner here with this confused, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Her ears were burning. Like, I heard the Cubs. What the hell's going on? What are you talking about? Hi, Nicole. They say hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> So I married into this because my wife is from South Bend, Indiana, uh, that area, you know, and everything. So her and her family are Cubs fans and Notre Dame's fans. So I married into the fandom. 
you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's so when I root, you know, I, I, I root for them, but I still don't have a big like emotional connection mm-hmm. to it. Like I watch it and I want them to win. But if they're doing good or if they're doing bad, I still don't have an emotional connection because I don't have that core. Those right? times you walk in like, oh shit, the other team scored, and then you walk the house. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, and I've done that before too because I I do happen to be a superstitious man, yep. and that is like if they're winning and I wasn't watching the game and I walk can't in, can't start room, watching. Yeah, yep. The other team scores, fucking them out. I can't start watching. So, you, so we I, should nickname you Billy Bean. I I don't know what that means. Oh. Yeah, I'm the same way. If uh, if I have been watching the the Vikings and then I get home and turn the game on and they start playing bad, it's like, oh, turn it back off. Yeah. Now the other team that I root for for collegiate level is Navy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if Navy's playing Notre Dame, I root for Navy. I was just going to ask that because Navy plays Notre Dame most years. I think they do. They do. I I, I do. <laughs> I play for I, I I root for Navy if they're playing for Notre Dame. And why is that? Well, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. I'm a Star Trek fan, and because and Space Force doesn't have a team yet. So well, because and Space Force <laughs> doesn't have a team yet. But Space Force <laughs> is a division of Air Force, which which I highly think is a tragedy that you know has has come off of. But in Star Trek, you know, Starfleet, it's very naval oriented. Mm-hmm. So. I've always been a Navy, you know, a Naval person. Like I love anything age of fighting sail. I love the Naval war of 1812. Uh, you know, I, I love uh, Horatio Hornblower. I love all of that stuff. And so my love of anything Naval stems from Star Trek. So when it came to sports collegiate teams, I'm a Navy fan. You know, now that you mentioned that it, it, it doesn't hurt that my home team happens to be the Vikings. Yep. As a kid who grew up loving, you know, sword and sorcery movies and action yeah. movies and Conan yeah. the Barbarian and all that shit. And, and hey, what's your team? The Vikings. You know, if yeah. it was like, uh, uh, like, okay, so hockey, hockey, Minnesota is the Minnesota Wild. I don't really have an attachment to that team. Yep. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And as a kid, the Wild wouldn't have really liked, okay, that's a weird name. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't really hooked me in, but Vikings. Okay, okay, we can work with that. But, but what is your hockey team? That's a little more long winded. My hockey team <laughs> is the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, because when I got into hockey uh, at the time, Minnesota did not have a team. Um, they had a team, the Minnesota North Stars, which were then sold to Texas. Because Texans love hockey, uh, yeah, yeah. Minnesota sold their team to Texas. Uh, so at the time, I was living in Illinois, and uh, so the local team was the Blackhawks. And I was like, okay, well, there's no Minnesota team. I have no default, so Blackhawks. And my brother, same situation. Only he, for some reason, chose St. Louis, uh, the Blues, because we had an aunt and uncle living in St. Louis, and they were big hockey people. So I think he associated hockey with them and and he picked that so if me and scott peacock are ever playing hockey video game it's gonna be blackhawks versus blues interesting Hmm. 
And I'm a Blackhawks fan, but I don't have the emotional attachment, the same emotional attachment to the Blackhawks as I do the Vikings. Yeah. And and, and once again, I would think that stems from uh, the, the, the familial aspect of the mm-hmm. Vikings. You know, like, once again, your entire family was Vikings fans for the most part and everything. So you have that attachment. You know, Jay just wanted to stick it to his brother. That's why he's a... a and that's a noble, noble goal, sir. It is. As a fellow younger brother, I understand, Jay. Yeah. It was either that or be a Dolphins fan like my dad. Oh, that wasn't going to happen. <clears throat> no, thanks. So anyway, transitioning. Yeah. So, transitioning. Yeah, so the whole the whole point of this, we, we not to keep it in the sports world, but but this whole the the the, the 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 crux of it is why are we fans of what we're fans of? You know, like even transitioning, like Jay, we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to you real quick. Um, you love Star Wars, yeah, yeah. So you said you're a fan of movies and stuff because of this gargantuan, unlimited, never ending. Gallifreyan, bigger on the inside uh, uh, bookshelf of VHS tapes that you discovered, you know, that had just movies galore and you decided to watch every single one of them, right? Oh, yeah. John saw it. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a big closet, yes. Mm-hmm. So, but that's why you're a fan of movies. But, like, was there a yeah. lot of Star Wars in there? Why are you a fan of Star Wars? Uh, the first Star Wars movie I saw was Return of the Jedi because Jay watched everything out of order. Interesting, but okay. Um, and I liked it. I like. I had toys and stuff. I was into it. Um, but I don't know. I don't think I really hit my stride of loving Star Wars until like uh, probably the late nineties when they re-released Star Wars into theaters with the uh, extended. Like I, the special I re- edition, I special remember, editions. Yeah, I remember the re-releases. So my friends and I, we we went. This was back when I was young enough to actually go do the midnight showings and stuff. And it was when the midnight showings started. Like if a movie was to release on a Friday, they would start midnight Thursday night. Yeah, twelve oh one. Yeah, twelve oh one. They could release them. Uh, and, and like, because before then. Like, really, before the Star Wars re-releases, you didn't see a lot of midnight releases. They didn't really happen a lot. But I remember this. My friends and I, we went to see it in Campbellsville, Campbells, Campbellsville, however you want to pronounce it, Campbellsville, Kentucky, because um, that was the closest movie theater to us. Uh, we didn't go see a lot of movies because, you know, it was like an all-day thing. You had to drive there, and it was just this whole ordeal. But... Um, but they they released the they did the re-release and there was the midnight showing and my friends and I were like oh we've got to go see this because because keep in mind we were born around seventy seven seventy eight so we did not get to see really the original uh, movies in theaters in their original runs uh, so the fact they were being re-released was a big thing and uh, we were the only like three four people in the theater. Because that's just that Star Wars was not that popular at the time, at least in this area, and and it was fun because literally we stood, we stood in front of the screen. We were standing on you know in between the front row and the screen, just standing there because we were the only ones in the theater. We could, and we were standing there looking up, and we're like, 
this is cool. You can see Luke's nose hair. Because it was huge. <laughs> it was we've never seen a big screen before. It was great. I love it. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh well, we're in the same boat. because uh, Jay and I were both by the time Jay and I were born, the entire trilogy was done. Yeah. And and you know, the, the, the trailer for the special edition was the, you know, for a generation uh uh, fans have seen Star Wars the only way they could, and it's like it's like the picture of the four by three TV, and the X wings are you know swooping, uh, and the voice is like, "But now this summer," and then like the X wings fly through the TV screen onto the big screen. Um, so yeah, that, the first time I'd seen them on VHS, but the first time, the first opportunity we ever had to watch them on a theater was '97 with the special edition releases. Yeah, wow. And and uh-huh. go ahead, Jay. No, it's fine. I just have a funny story. You you go ahead and finish your thought. I... Well, I just it, it 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 was yeah. Uh, I guess that was my whole thought. It was just yeah. We're, we're we're in the same boat. It was it was again. It was a genius thing to re-release them. You can debate all day about the added scenes and shit, but it, it, for a whole group of people and, and and Jay again, same boat as him. Like I had a few Star Wars figures as a kid, but they were hand me downs from my older cousin. I didn't get my own Star Wars toys until right around that same time in the 90s when they brought back the... It's now referred to as the Power of the Force Volume 2 collection. The Power of the Force Um, collection, yeah. At the time, it was just Star Wars from Kenner. New Star Wars from Kenner. uh, Where everyone looks like they've just been hitting the gym since 83. um, (laughs) Because they're all jacked up on steroids. But again, that's what we had. Uh, and sure, a lot of the vehicles were rehashed from the 70s, but we didn't care. That's the Star Wars stuff we had. My first lightsaber was the Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi plastic telescoping light up, you know, incandescent bulb, not even LED toy. That was my, that was, well, it wasn't my first lightsaber, but my first dead actual lightsaber toy, not the first object I repurposed as lightsaber. Your, your first purchased uh, lightsaber. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, yeah, I had. Sorry, go ahead. I had micro machines. And then I had the the bigger micro machines. I think we talked about this one time where it was like, yeah. they they were made Mighty by machines or something like that. No, they were made by micro machines, but they were I can't remember what they were called now. But I had like the ATAT, I had Slave One, I had the Tie Interceptor, I had Darth Vader's Tie Fighter, I had an X Wing, an A Wing, a Y Wing. I feel like I had something else. The one I always wanted but never got was the B Wing. Oh, but the whole reason to bring all this up before we just spend the whole rest of the time talking about Star Wars. So Jay, yeah, in your basement, uh huh, watching Star Wars, right? Transition to the '90s when like the you know the the brand kind of picks up, you know, gets a shot in your arm with with new toys and stuff. What what about Star Wars? What what does what made made it click? Oh man, I don't know because it was like uh, I have an overactive imagination. So I was like, man, I could do so many things with this. I had Legos, like I played with my toys, like any kid would. Uh, I had Star Wars Legos, and it was just like you could have your own little Star Wars adventure with your Legos, and it just was like awesome. And then it just gave me more fuel for the fire. Okay. Um, but oh. Real quick, my funny story. Remember when like Sears and JC Penny and Yonkers and stuff would like sell TVs? Sure. And all the TVs would like be playing the same movie. Yep. Kind of like how Walmart is, but like they don't have yeah. the Walmart ads playing, it was just a movie. Yeah. 
we were at the mall in Dubuque. I was with my parents. We were shopping. And I was, like, watching one of the TVs. And I'm like, what the hell movie is this? And it was A New Hope. Because I had never actually seen that one. I'd only ever seen Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And it was the opening scene where the Star Destroyer was chasing the Krillian Corvette. And I was like, what the hell movie is this? Why haven't I seen this Star Wars movie? Yeah, love, why haven't I love, you? I love the fact that A New Hope is the is, was the last of the original, <laughs> original trilogy that you saw. Yeah, and actually the first time I saw it all the way through was on the big screen. That's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, I about wore out our taped copy of um, Return of the Jedi because we had taped it off of like USA or something like that. So anyway. All right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. Other, So it was just the it was just the special effects and everything drew you to it like. I don't know, like, it was cool. It was like, oh, look at the spaceships. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you're a kid, you don't look at the story. Nobody really cares about the story when you're, like, nine, ten years old. You're like, dang, they blew up that space station. <laughs> Interesting. Like, dang, they're flying around chasing each other and shooting stuff. Oh, he's got a sword, but it's made out of a laser. Check that out. Ah, uh, Han Solo, he's got the Millennium Falcon. You know, everybody wanted to be Han Solo because he was like cocky and he's like, ha ha. Uh, you know, it just sucks you in. <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's hard for me to pinpoint Star Wars, my Star Wars fandomness. It's grown so much over the years. Um, not to change gears, but what is easier to pinpoint is my Jurassic Park fandom. All right, go for it. Well, because when you're a kid, what do you love? Spaceships and dinosaurs, right? Mm, I'm going to go with spaceships. Never really cared for dinosaurs much. That's okay. just me, but I'm weird. Right, well, like when I was a kid, what did I love? Spaceships and dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, dinosaurs. And, you know, your parents noticed this. So my dad noticed how much I love dinosaurs. And they never, and kudos to my parents, they never shot down any of my, like, Oh, he loves this for right now. We'll just foster it. I mean, I got dinosaur toys. I had a giant stuffed dinosaur. I mean, it was dinosaurs. Like, I'd I'd check out dinosaur books from the library. I mean, I was all in on dinosaurs. I was like, I'm going to be a paleontologist when I'm older. And then, of course, in 1993, I would have been... So I was born in 85. So in 1993, when I was eight years old, Jurassic Park came out. And, of course, I was like, oh, my God, it's a movie about dinosaurs. But you don't, as an eight-year-old, you don't realize it's probably going to be scary in some parts for you. So, again, kudos to my dad. He took uh, my brother Chris and I to go see it in theaters, like, opening weekend <laughs> of Jurassic Park. Nice. And he he took us. He's like, yep, it's a PG-13 movie. And, like, I don't know. I was so excited to go see it. I'm sure... That the guy that sold the tickets to my dad just sort of looked at the this eight nine year old and went okay, mm -hmm. and uh, I couldn't watch the scene in the kitchen with the velociraptors. I had to turn my head. I I couldn't do it. So what you're saying is you were just a little pussy, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I 
I distinctly remember my dad looking at me and going, what's wrong with you? And I was like, nothing, <laughs> nothing. I don't know, nothing. <laughs> Your dad turned to you and said, you're a little pussy, aren't you? <laughs> just like, he's just like staring at me like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. I'm just, there's something on the floor over here I needed to look at really quick. <laughs> Uh, See, I had almost an exact 180 degree different experience of seeing Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, Nancy, if you're listening, this one's for you. Uh, my mom took me to go see Jurassic Park, <clears throat> which is rare because my dad was usually my go-to movie guy. But for whatever reason, mom took me to go see Jurassic Park and she wanted to see it too. <clears throat> my mom is the easiest get for any movie ever when it comes to jump scares. She will jump at everything. And anything, every time, no matter what, <clears throat> she's an easy mark. So we get to Jurassic Park, and, and the you know the thrills start happening, and she starts. <laughs> so at one point, she just she grabs my arm. Now I'm the same age as Jay. She grabs my arm, and every time she jumps, she starts squeezing my arm. By the time we leave the movie theater, I had a red ring around my arm from my mom grabbing my arm the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you know, I I don't think I have ever been to see a movie with my parents in theaters. Really? Oh, my God. I used to all the ever. time. Ever. I don't I, I couldn't even tell you the last. No, actually, wait, I'm going to take that back. To my knowledge, as much as I can remember, my dad and I have seen one movie together in theaters. Now, hold on. What movie was it? Because this might explain why your dad never wanted to go see a movie with you again. It was Forrest Gump. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if it was Star Trek The Motion Picture, I can tell you why. Star Trek The Motion Picture, <laughs> 79. I was two. <coughs> I did not see Star Trek The Motion Picture in theaters until I saw it with you. Aww. So, and then and John proceeded to fall asleep as soon as they started showing the Enterprise. He did. He did. He was out. It wasn't when they started. It said they never stopped. <laughs> oh, they stopped. They had to. They had to go back no, to the, you know. The I, I would fall asleep. I'd wake up. And, oh, okay. We're still doing Glory Shots the Enterprise. Okay. I'm going to fall back. <laughs> no, no still, still Glory Shots the Enterprise. Okay, cool. Yeah, but you missed all the exposition in between those shots. That, that's what No, I didn't. Scott, yeah. what did I miss? There's a thing in space. And they're going to look at it. Oh, okay. Half an hour later. Scott, what did I miss? There's a thing in space. And they're going to look at it. No, no. But but you missed all the nuances of character development. Mm-hmm. You know, ten minutes before the movie ends, uh, they got the thing in space. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, I, well, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, no, it's all right. I, so so going forward, we're we're talking about our 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 big fandoms and 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 such, uh, and and we would be very very remiss. Uh, as far as asking about our big fandoms, if if we didn't touch on uh, Obi John's love of Ghostbusters, because that's one of your big ones. I don't know if the show's long enough. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we might need two sub shows: <laughs> one for John's love of Ghostbusters and one for Scott's love of Star Trek. I don't know. If we need, I, don't, I don't know about that, but yeah. There's some bleed over there too. I, I do have a uniform hanging up on the back of my door right now for Starfleet, but uh, different show. Uh, mm. 
You know, the funny thing about Ghostbusters, I honestly don't remember the first time I saw Ghostbusters. I I, I think just chronologically, uh, it was I know okay I know it was the cartoon before the movie. Yeah, I don't remember when I saw the cartoon first, but I remember my dad coming home from a trip and bringing my brother and me each a Ghostbuster action figure, and those figures very quickly ended up as my toys. Uh, Scott wasn't allowed to touch them. Um, and then again, I don't know what initially sparked it, but it was that thing that just like never really went away. I mean, in, in the nineties when like Ghostbusters was done and like Ninja Turtles and Batman were taken over, I was still the kid who'd show up to play with my friends with like my proton pack. Like, Hey, you guys want to play Ghostbusters? No, Ninja Turtles again. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, we'll play Ghostbusters. No, we're on the X Men and, and Batman. Okay, that's that's cool. <clears throat> like and Ghostbusters then, never went away. Uh, uh, 30, I, I, Thirty years later, he's still that kid. Hey, Thirty you plus. Play, yeah. you play Ghostbusters. You play Ghostbusters? No, no, you know. Yeah. Okay. Destiny right. Two. Okay, all right. Well, that's cool too. The Ghostbusters is out now. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but part of that is like, so eventually when I was around ish um i saw the movie for the first time and that was a whole that, like, that was a game changer because uh i was like oh it's real it's not just a cartoon it's real like they're real people it's real it's a thing uh <laughs> and then and that well that got partnered with that's when my family started making trips to orlando every couple of years and in universal in the 90s in orlando there were the ghostbusters i met the ghostbusters I don't know how dumb me didn't realize the guy pretending to be Egon wasn't really Harold Ramis, but my, my, my brain is like a kid meeting Santa. Like I, I didn't connect the dots cause I didn't want to. Uh, I saw the Ecto one, like it's real. It's there. It's Ghostbusters. It's real. And then again, Ghostbusters is like the movie when you're a kid, you like it. Cause like Slimer and the proton packs and that's cool. And say puffed is funny. And the guy gets slimed to the end. And then you grow up with it and you start like understanding the jokes <laughs> Like yeah, when when Bill Murray says uh, the Stay Puft is <laughs> he's a sailor, he's in New York. We get this guy led. We don't have any trouble. That joke went right over five year old John's head. Thirteen year old John's like, oh, this movie's dirty. Uh, you you kind of grow up with it, and then and but again, the, the, there were years where like the fandom was kind of dormant and never went away. But like the world at large didn't. You know, Ghostbusters the the real Ghostbusters ended in ninety. 92 and it was it wasn't until 97 we got another cartoon show it wasn't until 2016 we got another movie so like for a while ghostbusters was kind of like a dormant fandom it's like people looked on it fondly but like the big ghostbuster news would be like hey target has logo t-shirts out now or oh this upcoming uh, upstart comic book company is making a ghostbuster comic or hey this random publisher is going to make a ghostbusters novel like it would be little tidbits like that would kind of keep you going and then the 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 push off the cliff was college when i met uh kemp in in flanagan and and we started this group and it was completely downhill from there and and you know parallel to, to vikings like my love for ghostbusters may have started as a kid and it was a franchise i liked but it's now grown into like you say ghostbusters to me it's it's not an ip or a franchise or you know a movie it my mind is okay ghostbusters means family 
Uh, it's it's the group of weirdos we've collected over the years, which who knew that many people in Kentucky or that, you know, giant of Ghostbuster nerds uh, that we'd all go build their own proton packs and shit. But like, that's what I associate it with now. Yeah. So there, there may be some parallels there between the, the Viking fandom and the Ghostbuster fandom now. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think what initially drew me to it was, I, like Jay, was a kid with an overactive imagination. And, like, the worst thing you could do is put me in a dark room at night and tell me to go to sleep. Because every noise and every shadow and whatever was going to be, my mind would, you know, make a mountain out of a molehill. And and I would freak myself out. But Ghostbusters was a show that was, hey, yeah, you know, things go bump in the night, but you don't have to be afraid of them. Because Ghostbusters ain't afraid of no ghost. Um. John, so I just want to point out the irony in the mm-hmm. fact that you said the Ghostbusters weren't real to you until you saw the movie, even though the cartoon was the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, as I, I found that ironic. Sorry, as a kid, it was not the real Ghostbusters. It was no, 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 the Ghostbusters. I don't know who these assholes with the monkey are. I want the Ghostbusters. Um. Yeah, I I started when it comes to Ghostbusters. I started with the with the cartoon as well i remember the first time i s- i'm gonna say this like this the first time i saw the movie uh-huh and i don't mean that i actually watched the movie itself i mean the first time it was on in your presence no not okay. even that. oh the first time i discovered the movie existed was when i went to I was with my dad, and we we got we, we stopped at the gas stuff at the gas station. We went in to pay, and they had the the rack of VHSs. Uh. And I saw a VHS of Ghostbusters, and so I walked over and I picked it up. And I'm like, what? And I, I flipped it over and I looked, and the only shot, the only screenshot on the back of the VHS was that that picture of them all. Like lined up abreast uh, on the top of the mm-hmm. or outside the the the, the 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 temple, you know, where mm-hmm. the bus goes. Or they they've all got their, their the wild bunch shot. Yeah, yeah, the wild bunch shot. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I know which one's Winston. <laughs> you know, I and get there's that. one guy with glasses. I can figure okay, out Egon. Yeah, the one with glasses is Egon, but I could not figure out just based off of that picture who was Ray and who was Peter. Because there's really nothing in the cartoon that would tell you which one is Dan Aykroyd and which one is is uh, uh, Bill Murray. Just based on the photo, anyway. Just based on the photo, because they all wear the same color uniforms, and I thought that was weird. You know, and, and such. And I remember standing there for about 10 minutes looking at this picture, trying to figure out, like trying to come up with some sort of criteria that would let me distinguish this. Because I, I couldn't make out the name, the name plates, you know, on their uniform. Because it was mm-hmm. too, too low res. But, but yeah, that was, that was my first introduction to the movie. Yeah. There's, a, there's a great interview with Dan Aykroyd. Um talking about Ghostbusters and talking about the cartoon show. Uh, and he makes an offhand comment. I'm going to paraphrase something along the lines of, yeah, I'm the fat one. <laughs> uh, but Hey, uh, the, the, those, um, 
people at the at the cartoon studio will be happy to know that their efforts to make the Ghostbusters more individualized was not for or for nothing, Scott. Uh, that whole giving them different hair colors and different uniforms was not wasted. That's true. It was not. But yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. So what about your Star Wars? Like, why why are you a huge Star Wars fan? Because your 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 nom de guerre on here is Obi Wan. It is. It is. Uh, <sighs> Star Wars. Well, okay. I come at it from the so again because me and Jay are the same age, and, and yeah, so. When when I was in middle school is when Star Wars got the big you know revival in in the late nineties with the new toys and the movies coming back out again and then that led a couple years later into the prequels and all that. Um, and 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 I remember going out and getting the trilogy for myself on VHS, not 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 the ones we had that were taped off TV, but like the actual trilogy for myself on VHS, which I still have. Um, but. At that age, I was old enough to kind of start to, and not even consciously, but subconsciously appreciate the story. Because if you watch the movies, hear me out, this is going to sound crazy. If you watch them in order, uh, the story is very gripping, especially the first movie, because it's so simplistic. It's the farm boy who dreams of adventure finding his call to action. And as the nerdy kid who wasn't really good at sports, uh, that was my brother's thing, uh, but I wasn't super smart either. Uh, it, it, it was it was that I identified with Luke without even realizing I identified with Luke. And then you progress his story, and by the end of it, he's you know wearing all black with his lightsaber, you know having cool lightsaber fights and, and taking down the Emperor and shit. Um, and like that again, without even realizing it, that kind of spoke to me. And it's it's one of those things that I, I think a lot of kids, w- whether you realize it or not, and you probably didn't, but that, that that's also part of why Star Wars as as a thing has endured so long, is it's a very simplistic, very universal story, just told really well, and with with trappings that at the time were you know new and different. Um, since then, everyone's kind of ripped it off. But uh, like Kevin Smith once said, we all wanted to be Han Solo. But we all knew we were Luke. Like we wanted to be that cool and cocky and sure of ourselves, but we were inside. We're all Luke. I think that that's that 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 kind of that that resonated with me. That is the word I'm looking for. Uh, at, at a young age, and inside so, now now, why did Obi Wan become my favorite character? I don't know. <laughs> um. I, th- I think a large portion of that has to do with Ewan McGregor, um, not so much Sir Alec Guinness, no disrespect, but uh, I think yeah, my my general love for Star Wars just came from from identifying with Luke and that, and it was it was my first exposure to the whole, and again on a subconscious level to the whole hero's journey, and and all those elements that that you see in, in storytelling. Uh, I remember taking you know the film courses talking about the hero's journey and being like, oh. Like Star Trek, or sorry, like Star Wars. 
oh, there's a cult adventure. Okay. Oh, oh, like Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so act one is you set up the money. Oh, oh, like Star Wars. Uh, and that's again, and not, not, that's not an accident. Uh, Lucas was a very good student of Joseph Campbell. Um, uh, he just, he took that playbook and ran it. Um, but it, it again, it, it, it's, it's so simplistic that again, you, you can, it passes the mute test. You could put that movie on mute and watch it and you could still, okay, that's the bad guy. Okay, that's the good guy. Get around a fight thing. Now we got to save the lady from the thing. Okay. Like you can follow the plot and you can, you can, yeah. I'm not saying you should watch it on mute, but it's, it's, it's such a, a universal story just told really well. And that, that always stuck with me. And, and that, that resonated in so many other things I, I went on to become fans of. Cool. I can keep Wars. rambling if nobody else wants to jump in. I mean, it's, uh, I don't really know what to say. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I, it's got yes, action, adventure. It's ships and lasers and it's cowboys in space. I mean, it's that's Star Wars is great for those reasons. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you're just drawn to it as a kid. It's just like, "Oh, this is awesome." And then you just get stuck with it. I mean, it's like, I know we're trying to avoid the sports thing, but it's like you become a fan of something for so long that you're just connected to it at that point. Uh, It does become the snake eating its tail kind of thing after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like uh, anytime anything new star Wars comes out, I'll watch it. Anytime something Jurassic park comes out, I'll watch it. You know, ghostbusters, I'll watch it. Yes, begrudgingly, I will watch it because I am a fan. Like, it's the 49ers from 1997 to 2009 were trash, but I still watched the team and was hopeful. Um, the, The Atlanta Braves post their 14 consecutive division titles from I think it was like 1990 to 2004. Uh, after 2004, they just were were basically dog shit until the mid 2000s when they started winning games again. But I stuck with them. I mean, it's like you know, Star Wars. It's had its rough patches. Like Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Uh, episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Anybody who watches Attack of the Clones and is like, oh, the dialogue is so good in that movie. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. Anyway, um, we had to suffer through The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, but like we keep coming back. You know, it's just like yeah. it's. We had to suffer through the missed kick of 98 and, uh, and far Blair not running Walsh. one yard and Blair Walsh missing yeah. a field goal against the Seahawks to send them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Literally uh-huh. one kick away from the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, the missed kick in 98. Yeah, the uh, no, that wasn't the, 98, that was like 2000. Yeah, we, we missed a lot of kicks, is my point, Jay. <laughs> oh, but know, hey, there's always next season, right? And that's what your hope is as a fan of like anything is like, well, the next one, maybe the next one, you know. Um, like look at me and you, John, with Alien and Aliens, you know, we gave Prometheus a shot. No, there. <laughs> we gave Alien Covenant a shot. We we gave AVP a shot. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's an interesting interesting franchise to latch on to uh I blame you for that, John. And that's fair. And that's fair because I did, I became an Alien fan because Disney World scared the shit out of me. I think yeah. I've shared the story I before, but but yeah, Disney World used to have a ride called the Great Movie Ride, where you would go through scenes from various famous movies, and at one point, you you, you turned a corner, and you're on a spaceship now. And I don't know what Alien is. I don't know. I just know I'm on a spaceship. Wow, this is cool. And then we keep, keep trucking along, and there's Dana Barrett standing in a spaceship. And there's an animatronic of her with, with a giant flamethrower in her hand. I'm like, what, 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 what the hell is this? And then as my brain is trying to process, because, you know, I'm a kid, I only know Sigourney Weaver from Ghostbusters. So I'm just, why is Dana Barrett on a spaceship with a flamethrower? I'm so confused. And then yeah, I can't even figure that out. Uh, my mind's still working on that. And then a xenomorph pops down from the ceiling right in front of me and scares the shit out of me. And 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 uh, it was, I was terrified. And then I found, yeah. oh, they're movies. Okay, well, I don't want to watch any of those. That's, that, that's terrifying. I don't want And then that fear turns into curiosity. And you're like, well, okay, just maybe, maybe, maybe I'll watch just part of one. Like I'll watch until it gets scary, and then and then it'll turn it off. And well, if it gets scary, I'll, I'll just fast forward to the scary stuff, and I, I want to watch it. What? There's a second one. They have guns in the second one. Okay, well we'll watch the second one, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll go through the scary stuff. And uh, just fall down that rabbit hole. See, my right. my intro, my initial introduction to that, and again, I think I've shared this story on the podcast, is that. Uh, we had a plethora of movies, but the only Alien movie in our collection happened to be Alien 3. <sighs> and I was like, what the hell is this? And of course I watched it because I watched pretty much every movie in our collection, uh, including that shitty cowboy, female cowboy movie, Bad Girls. Ugh, God. Um, that spoke to you in a different way, Jay. It did. It spoke to little <laughs> little Jason in a different way. Uh, like, oh, yeah, you are some bad girls. Anyway, um, no, I watched Alien 3, and then I was like, I remember one night sleeping in the basement because it was air-conditioned, like, the air conditioning was cooler in the basement than in my room, and when it got too hot in the summer, I'd go sleep in the basement. Then, then you could stay up late and watch TV, and, like, Alien was on USA or TNT or something, and I just remember that opening like title scene of like the letters slowly popping up and then it spelled out alien. And I was like, like you, John, it was like, you could fast forward or, you know, turn it off. If it got scary me, I, I changed the channel to like cartoons, <laughs> turned it to like cartoon network. And it'd be like, all right, I'm going to watch some late night cartoon network, Looney tunes, you know, what's Wiley coyote up to. And then curiosity would bring me back. But it wasn't until I was friends with Obi John that he was like, "Oh yeah, alien, aliens. Let's. Oh yeah, because the first time I ever saw the second one was with you. I think we watched the extended cut of Aliens together because I had just learned it existed. Yeah, because uh, I think that got released in like '96. Uh, I might be wrong about the timeline on that. Um, yeah. Actually, I think it was like '92. But yeah, I just learned it existed and found a copy. Cause then I I got the the trilogy on VHS and mm-hmm. like the you know when the VHS trilogy came out and the second one was the extended director's cut yeah Aliens was the extended director's cut and I was like 
and I remember watching it, and I was like, I, my, I was at home, and my mom just happened to be walking by, and I was like, Mom, this movie's extended. This scene isn't in the original, and she's like, oh, that's nice, Jason, and then just like, you know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, credit to my parents. They let me love whatever I wanted to love. They never... They were never like, oh, that's stupid. I mean, there are a few times that my dad would be like, oh, that's stupid. But like. <laughs> they, 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 I'm sorry. The whole thing you just said. They were never like, oh, that's just stupid. But my dad was just like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> so they were never like that, except for the times they were like that. Well, Scott, if you ever if you had ever gotten to meet my dad, you it would make so much sense. <laughs> now I can hear it. Oh, what are you guys watching out here? Ah, that's stupid. We're watching Mosquito, Lester. Ah, that's stupid. Get, get out of my seat. All right. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> you know I sit in the center. Sorry, Dad. Don't touch my beer. <laughs> what the hell is this movie? Ah, this is stupid. What the hell are you guys watching? <laughs> Keep it down. I got to get up in a few hours. <laughs> yeah, we heard that a lot, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Scott, yes. Turn this around. Yeah, we got to put the we got to we got to discuss the elephant in the room, Commander Scott. There is no elephant in the room. We have to we have to boldly go where no man has gone before. Scott, we know you're a fan of. Uh... The, the the U.S. Navy Academy football team because of your love of Star Trek. Where did your love of Star Trek come from? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. We, we don't need, we don't need this. this is this is not the droid you're looking for. No, you're no, right. no, that does that only works on the weak minded. Yeah, you're right. There definitely yeah, okay. aren't. Okay. There definitely aren't models behind you yeah. right now in your room you're sitting in of the enterprise yeah fair enough you're right about the jedi mind trick and the weak-minded i'm sorry you're, you're right jay this is not the droids you're looking for <laughs> burn well jay needs an aloe for that burn <laughs> that's okay it's because the next time he has a math question i'll just ignore him uh, you can't and you know it this, uh, uh, yeah, the next time you have a math question and you text me, my response is going to be, yeah, who's weak-minded now? <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's okay. I'll just send you a drawing of, of my, my my diagram, and your OCD will kick in, and you'll just have oh. to break. Make sure you label it POV. Yes. <laughs> yep. POV, you drew your right triangle with no right angles in it. Hey! There was a square there showing you that was a right angle. Oh my god! <laughs> the square takes precedence over if it's actually a right angle or not, sir. Thank you. Hold right. on, he's dodging the question, Scott. Yes. Star Trek. What about it? Where on the doll did Star Trek touch you? <laughs> uh, so uh, my my thing of Trek goes back to my uncle, my mother's mother. Mother? I'm sorry, my mother's brother. Thank that you. makes a lot more sense. <laughs> my mother's brother. Uh, oh, Scott, I'm your uncle, you your, your uncle, grandma. Uh huh. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, 
But I just want to point out what's really entertaining to me right now is the fact that Nicole, I don't know if she can hear our side of the conversation or she only can. your comments. Nope, so. she can hear you. She she can hear everything oh, okay. you're saying. Okay, I wasn't everything. sure. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't sure because, like, if it's just a one-sided conversation and she's just randomly laughing at, like, things that you're saying without any context, that made it even better, but... No, she no. can hear us, so never mind. Yeah, she can hear us. She she has not as funny anymore. She has headphones and she is listening to the the whole the the whole mix. So it's all good. So your uncle. Uh, your yeah, uncle. So my my uncle is the one that got me into Star Trek. Uh, and, and everything, and and so my uncle, my mother's mother, and my mother's brother. Why do I keep calling it? <laughs> My mother's brother, the son of my mother's mother. Right, Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> Got it, Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> I, I I don't know. He 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 actually did. He meant a lot to me. He was a he was a priest actually, uh, and and he lived. He always lived out of state. I don't ever remember a time he lived in state, but he would always come come home for visits. And when he did, he would he would bring home, like, I grew up in Marion County, Kentucky, Lebanon, Kentucky, the geographical center of Kentucky, which was so isolated, you know, amongst things like, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek and I don't know, uh, what everything, like, when he would come home for visits, he would bring all of this stuff back with him. He was like a, I don't know, uh, like a like a Trojan horse of culture that would just, you know, penetrate the defenses of Marion County, and he would bring this stuff back in, and I just, I just absorbed it and and everything, and I remember tracing it back to. Um, I, I like my er, one of my earliest memories. I remember him bringing in. He 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 brought home a Beta Max player Ooh. that he had, and he had a lot of Star Trek and stuff on Beta Max, right? And I I remembered seeing. So he had Star Trek Four on Beta. I think it was on Beta, if I remember correctly. It's been many 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 years ago. And um, uh, I wanted to watch it because I remembered seeing the previews for the movie, like when it was in theaters and stuff. And I was vaguely aware of Star Trek and I'm like, ooh, you know, and I saw this and everything. So when he had it, you know, I, I wanted to watch it, um, but he wouldn't let me watch it. Because I wouldn't know what was going on. Because Star Trek Four deals with the the fallout of the, the events of Star Trek Three, which deals with the events of Star Trek Two. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, watching <laughs> movies in order is important, and, unless so you're Jay. <laughs> and so he wouldn't yeah. let me watch it. He, he, he's like, he's like, no, you 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 kind of have to see the other movies. And so the only way I could watch Star Trek Four was by watching the others. And because I hadn't seen even Star Trek 1, even though they don't really carry in, I had to Star Trek them, start with the motion picture. 
and 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 so he really kind of cultivated my my love of Star Trek, and he brought all this in to me and 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 everything, and it, it just it just stems from there. Um, and then I, I don't know, every, everything just kind of branches off from that, like. My my love of Star Trek, uh, Star War, Star Trek starts there, and 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 that's where it comes in, and and that's science fiction and everything, um, and and I guess I don't know if I don't know if it comes from Star Trek or if it was like a marriage made in heaven, but I I tend to be a very technical minded person, um. And so my love of like Ghostbusters and stuff stems from the gear and the equipment, the proton packs, the traps, uh, and such. Because you know I I love you know in Star Trek I love the the ship and the technical manuals. I mean because uh, when I was a kid, um, uh, I had copies of uh, Mister Scott's Guide to the Enterprise, the Star Trek: The Next Generation technical manual. Uh, the 1970, I want to say eight version of, of my uncle got me of the, the Starfleet technical manual, uh, and such. And, and all of these, I used to spend, I used to spend time, you know, um, basically making my own books on tape of these, these technical manuals. Like I would record them into a, a cassette recorder so I could listen to them, you know, on cars and stuff. Uh, on car rides and things on trips, uh, so I've always been a very technical-minded person, which, once again, I think is the reason why I love Ghostbusters is because of the gear uh, and such. Uh, and then you get into Star Wars and and things. And I, I saw Star Wars when I was younger, but but I know my love of Star Wars comes from when I was in high school, and I met um, uh, Jeremiah and 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 some other other friends and stuff and we were playing this the the star the star wars role-playing game uh and such so my fandoms really come from they they start with my uncle and star trek and they go through that and then you enter into the picture in high school uh my one of my best friends jeremiah uh who was huge into gaming and so he asked me about Star Trek because I, because he, he he learned through the grapevine that I was a huge Star Trek fan because I didn't hide it well, um, and because uh, um, he wanted to make a Star Trek role playing game because at the time there wasn't a really good one and so he approached me and he and I started talking about that and he brought me into role playing games and card games and such so yeah it just kind of it's kind of tree branched into one into the other into the other but it all comes back to that core of of what my uncle exposed me to wow that sounds really want to rephrase that you want to try that second <laughs> your uncle the priest exposed you to what scott that is a is a horrible way to phrase it but you, but you know what i mean i mean that, that that's where it comes from uh i i would have to say um uh, that's 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 the 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 trunk of that tree is is my 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 uncle bringing back into Lebanon Kentucky all of the stuff that I would have never never known existed uh, had he not showed it to me and saying hey look there's more outside of, of uh, in the world than just what you see here 
uh, and stuff. So, yeah, uh, that that's where that that's where it comes back to for me, and I know that I know that a hundred percent. But yeah, well, Scott, mm-hmm. I've got a beer right next to me. I know you've got a drink thing near near, near hand. So, us and Jay and everyone at home, up in the air, we're going to toast one to Scott's uncle, the priest, for exposing him. Because <laughs> you don't want him exposing. I'm sorry. For real, though, Scott, to your uncle. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you don't want us exposing ourselves. Now that that's over, that son of a bitch has some explaining to do, okay? I was a happy little Ghostbuster nerd, and Scott's like, hey, you've played board games? And I'm like, oh, you mean like Monopoly? And Scott says, <laughs> come with me, John. Let me introduce you to come, your new obsession. Come with me, and you'll see hmm? a world of total imagination. Actually, the lyrics are pure imagination. Pure hey, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm buying Starfleet uniforms and going full red shirt. Thanks, right? Scott's mother's mother's brother. You're gonna <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm with you, Scott. I find it interesting to to trace back that that uh to the roots like you said uh of of so okay you you love this thing and you're you're hyper obsessed with it but why where where yeah. where does that where does it come from yeah. what is it about it yeah. and i think it is interesting that that there there's usually a deeper something to to i mean i know i joked at the, at the top of the show of i was just naming off things around the room that i love but as i'm looking around the room decorated with toys and shit that i love like th- there's a reason behind pretty much all of it yeah. more than it's like oh that's cool yeah. like there's 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 some hook something behind all of it yeah and, well, uh, the, good well like like looking around my my little kind of nerd room that i have here um like i collect chess boards my my uncle got me my first chess board and i still have it uh i think it was my birthday uh around christmas or my birthday around sixth grade um uh my first you know chess board that i have and i still have it i actually need to get down i'd like to play on it again someday uh but he and i would actually he taught me how to play chess and he and i would play chess by mail uh for many years by mail yeah so i would wow i would set up my board he would set up his board and then I would, you know, I would make my move and I would write a letter to him saying, hey, blah, blah, blah. How's it going? This is what's happening with me. By the way, my my chess move is, you know, um, uh, uh, knight to king's rook seven. And, uh, you know, and then I would mail it to him. And then uh, a month later, I would get a letter in the mail from him, blah, blah, blah. And he would have his return move, and and I would move it on my board, and we'd keep going back and forth like that. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, that is pretty good. Um, 
Also, speaking of looking around rooms, I'm just gonna throw this out there. If somebody walked into if somebody walked into Commander Scott's room and looked around, they'd get a pretty good read on what he likes. They'd be like, oh, "Okay, this guy's like a pretty good Star Wars or Star Trek nerd, and uh, he likes his board games." Uh, somebody would walk into Obi John's room and be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's a huge nerd," you know, and they. They'd what ten year old lives in this room? Right? They'd be like, "Well, how old's the kid you guys have?" <laughs> um, they'd walk into my room and probably slowly back out. I'm just thinking about that. I've got it's all the deer heads. I've got movie posters on the wall, but then I've got two turkey fans <laughs> and deer antlers and two guitars. And uh, behind the guitars is a small bookshelf filled with comic books and novels and yearbooks, I think. So I I feel like they'd be kind of (laughs) confused. Well, now, to be fair, my room also includes a Freddy glove. (laughs) You know, and not in my nerd room just yet. It may be incorporated later. But in another room, I have an entire gun safe. So I have quite a few firearms. So I've got quite a few firearms, too. Yeah, you, but ours are real. <clears throat> Not define real. <clears throat> I can pick it up. I can look at it. It's three-dimensional. It exists. It's right there on the wall. Yep. He's not wrong. Oh, did you mean a functional firearm? Then no, I have, I have none of those in this room. But also, you just want to talk sheer number of fandoms covered in a room i don't know where to start with mine i think that, was, that competition i've i've go i've got power rangers in one corner and then the opposite corner i have a shrine to jason my 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 camp crystal lake set up yeah that's so nice of you i don't I have know a shrine right oh i don't have a shrine to you oh well, you should fix that because I exposed you to so many things. <laughs> By shrine, I mean you should have a restraining order. <clears throat> you don't want us exposing ourselves. Uh, well. well, Scott, that was an interesting uh, self-introspective look at our the roots of our fandom. So so thank you for, for throwing something out there different. I try, you know. Try to look at things outside the box. And that's what we appreciate about you. Oh, is that what you appreciate about me? Take about 20% off there, Squirrelly Dane. Your sister's hot. I have no regrets. (laughs) 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 Any other lingering uh, uh, tidbits to get off? Or uh, is is everybody about covered? Or as much as we're going to get in a show today? I don't, want to, I don't want to wrap up too soon. Braves, World Series champs, 2023. Here we go. Okay. Chop on. Rock and roll. All right. Well, with that, then, uh, thank you for joining us on this, on this journey. Take a moment and, and, and turn that introspective uh, uh, lens to yourself. And then why are you a fan of the thing you're a fan of? Because everyone is a nerd about something. Uh, you can be a nerd about sports. It works. Um, so what are you 
a nerd, a geek about, and why? What 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 about you? Uh, or what about that spoke to you? Let, let us know. It's fun to kind of look back and, and see what you oh. trace it to. Oh. Are, are you such an OG fan of Nerd Alert that you remember when John and I did I'd Watch That? If so, we're sorry. <laughs> Just so sorry. Uh, until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.